0: Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business. Hey guys, today we're speaking with Christy Andrus, an American HBO exec turned life and happiness coach for mothers based in Denver, Colorado.
1: In this episode, she'll share her personal journey of starting her own business after becoming a mom of three, as well as tips on finding and maintaining your own happiness as a female leader or new business owner.
0: We hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Chrissy, how are you today? I'm great. How are you guys?
2: So good. Is it
0: sunny in Colorado?
2: You know what? Um, We're having a lot of forest fires right now. So it's been sunny and the skies have been red and incredibly gorgeous, Uh but also not for the best reason. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, a bit scary. scary.
0: A bit scary. So you are a life and
2: happiness coach. Um, What does that mean? So I say, I say I'm a life and business coach, but my specialty is happiness and success. And I coach moms. And um, I guess what it really comes down to is that um, happiness and success are the things that we all want. And so Mm -hmm. we might as well start with those big overarching goals. And when you layer them against the backdrop of motherhood, yeah, pretty much... (laughs) Captures it all, right? Uh, <laughs> so, tell
0: us about you. Where are you from? How did you become who you are? How did you end up being
2: a, a life and happiness coach? Yeah. So it was. Um, it's kind of a a little bit of a bumpy journey. So I um, I'm in Denver, Colorado. I love it here. I'm a Colorado girl. I'm a Colorado native. Mm. I feel like there's not that many of us here, and um, I was. My entire corporate career, which um, was roughly 20 years, was in the business, big, big businesses of media and sports. And so the last 13 years I was at HBO mm. and um, it was like, I mean, when you're a 20-something and 30-something it's kind of your ideal career, right? I had world-class branding experience. I had leadership that I admired. I was traveling all over the country, all of the time. I had a ridiculous expense account Yeah, and living the good life. And um, the life that people enough. think gives you happiness, right? Like, <laughs>
0: exactly. yeah. like oh, this is perfect on paper.
2: I'm right? happy now, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm impressive. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was there was a lot of status it was definitely what I thought I wanted right yeah I, right. I understood you do this you get a promotion this way you know I kind of understood how to play the game and I enjoyed the game
0: yeah um, and were you married like what what part of this the,
2: um part part so okay. uh, let's see I was about um well I think Oh, well, let's, I don't know. We'll have to do some math. But yeah, yes, I was. <laughs> okay, okay. The answer is yes. So somewhere
0: <laughs> in there while building this amazing career, you got married.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I was I um, I was. Th- I was at HBO for five years. Okay. Met, met my husband, got married. Gotcha. And then um, flash forward a few years later, and I was offered this big opportunity in New York. It was the opportunity that I was working for in New okay, York. Okay, okay. And um, working it would have required, toward, you us mean? You you wanted this. Like, towards. this was your big goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. And yeah. um, I, I offered the opportunity. Yeah. And coincidentally or not, depending on how you think about these things, yeah. um, the very same month I was offered that opportunity that would have required us to move from Denver to New York, I found out I was pregnant with twins.
0: Wow. Oh, and gosh. this was unexpected. Yeah. Like, you were like,
2: um, we, I mean, we were actively trying. Twins okay. was a surprise. Yeah. But Twins is, yeah, That's intense. Twins is always surprising, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and I, at the time, I, I don't know, I was just in that space of, well, okay, we'll just move to New York and I'll have babies there. Like right. it was just a, such a no-brainer. And then um, we started doing our due diligence. We were looking at Houses, looking at nannies, looking at commutes, kind of all of that. And we're back in Colorado one after one of those trips. And I just burst into tears and I said, I don't, I don't want any of that. I want to raise my kids in Colorado where they have big yards and we have a big dog and we can go to the mountains all the time. And I'm just I didn't see myself being an East Coast mom, but I also didn't know how to let go of what I had been working for it yeah like wow. your dream and yeah. where you
1: thought your career was going because it was a yeah. part of you it was like it was it, like
0: this is it's it makes up your personal identity
2: absolutely and I was very attached to I thought I was a big deal yeah <laughs> <I was very laughs> attached to my corporate identity it's okay to think you're so. a big deal <laughs> that is totally fine well, yeah. I mean it's a stage right I think yeah. everyone should get to experience that at yeah. one time or another um so how old were you when this was happening like So let's see that was um 2011 Uh-huh and um I was like mid 30s Okay and um so we had waited to have kids right. and um I I you know I just I, I I felt really comfortable about balancing my ambition with my motherhood yes. I didn't like, think through the logistics, right? Well, like, we kind of don't weren't know a mom until yet, we know, right? right? Yeah, you I weren't a mom. mom right? yeah. yeah, so you were like, this will be easy. Yeah. It'll be totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. I will have my same size body, and it will yeah, just be yeah. great. Yeah. Right? I'm going to
0: be, like, back to normal and in the gym
2: within two days. Like, it's going to be fine. Yes. <laughs> and even with twins, even uh, with twins, yeah. I still thought all the things you think, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, I passed on the opportunity, okay. and I felt like – um you know, I'll just pick a different opportunity. Right. Yeah. I didn't kind of realize the implications of what it meant to pass on that. Yeah. I think I I just was naive because I had been a star for so long. Right. <laughs> that I thought right. I would just continue. I just didn't know. Right. Right. So, um, so I, what was your, what
1: what did you tell them as your reason for why you didn't want to take?
2: Um, the- I just was upfront with them about I I was pregnant with twins. Yeah. And,
1: yeah. This gotcha. is what we're doing.
2: And um, yeah. I just, I mean, I, I think it was just the little things. Like I couldn't see myself riding the subway every day while I was pregnant with twins. Yeah. When I was throwing up all day long, you know, just things yeah. like that. I anyway. Was, you
0: know, I was pregnant in New York with my first.
2: Oh, you were. Uh, yeah. Oh. Like
0: up until the very, and it's so funny. I lived in such a small apartment because I was a young mom that I used to have to climb up bunk steps. Yeah. <laughs> Because I lived, because my desk Ugh. was underneath my bed. <laughs> and I lived, like, I, I oh, yeah,
2: it was insane. Anyway, sidebar, keep going. Yeah, I pictured <laughs> that, though. And people were, like, my co- my colleagues and friends were, like, putting the crib in basically what was a walk-in closet. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's totally normal behavior I was behavior thinking, there. I'm going to have two. Yeah. I'm going to have two, yeah. though. like that. yeah. Because there's such I, little I just,
0: living spaces. Like, it's really, really hard. Yeah. Like, the people that do it, like, I commend them. It's, it's really hard. And you've got to be creative. But, yeah it's
2: yeah. You know, or I not see, know better. Yeah. I can see where you're coming <laughs> right?
0: from with wanting to go a different direction.
2: Yeah. So we, um, so I passed and then yes. fast forward, I took kind of the maximum allowable, um, maternity leave. And I don't know what Australia's is like, but I'm sure it's more generous than here. Yeah, And so I kind of stacked it all up with vacation and everything. And it was like four or five months, I'd say. And yeah, okay. I came back and I was, I was, thrilled to be back I was yes. just oh hungry and eager yeah and I think I took a trip to San Francisco like my second day back yeah and, um my husband had graciously um agreed to be a stay-at-home dad yeah for the twins and mm-hmm. um kind of jumped back in and flash forward a few months later and I'm pregnant with baby number three. Oh wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> And it was just so different this time. I didn't want to go back. I didn't. I wasn't missing it. I everything changed. And um, I kept extending my maternity leave and working things out with my team. And, you know, I'll be virtual this day and kind of dragging my feet. And at the time, um, I can remember just saying to my husband one day, I I can go back, but I have less than a year left that I have to give. And yeah, I'm missing too much. I think it was the combination of the third baby being harder because I already had toddler twins. Yeah, and also I could see with the toddlers how much profound development had happened between birth and where they were, right. and I just didn't want to miss it all. And yeah, it was hard. It was really really hard. You were ready. You were ready to do something. I was different. ready. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I um. In the – I started negotiating a package, a severance package, Mm. in um, 2015 that didn't get finalized actually until late 2016. Uh And um, that was a combination of – HBO at the time was being purchased mm. and it was, there's a lot of layers, yeah. <laughs> was a lot of complications. Gotcha. Um, but th- I think it was kind of divine timing in the sense that they, they were going to be faced with hard choices. And here was this person who was kind of raising their hand saying, so it all worked, it all worked out. Okay. And I thought, okay, well, I'll just, um, we'll just press pause. We'll mm-hmm. enjoy the babies for a little bit, enjoy my marriage for a little bit and figure out my next move. And, um. Probably my the husband, first course, pause you had had, <laughs> I'm guessing the first pause I had had <laughs> in years. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, almost two decades, and um, I didn't even know I needed it. Right, like yeah. when you're so in that go mode that you, yeah. And I it again just kind of worked out beautifully. My um, husband's father died, so we spent a lot of time Aww, with family. Yeah, we just yeah, thank you. We just had a lot of um, quality time with. My parents, his parents, extended family. Um, we traveled with the kids. We yeah. did just had a great um, reconnection time and mm-hmm. really just savored and enjoyed all of it. And um, then I said, okay, honey, um, it's time for you to go back to work. I'm going to stay home. Yeah. And he, I think, was like all right yeah we can do this. Wait and was he, he so but, he was home with the kids before this or no? he so he was a stay-at-home dad at that point okay. for roughly f- um almost 5 years. Okay. All right. And we both um vastly underestimated how easy it would be for him to jump back in. Yeah, okay. He was a, a broadcaster by trade and mm-hmm. You know the broadcast game is everyone's younger and more hungry. Yeah, <laughs> and five years and is willing a long to work time. for less.
0: Yeah, and yeah. willing to work. Yeah, yeah, not
2: for the kind of money that supports a family. And yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So we were kind of navigating that, and at the same time, I was just really figuring out what it meant to be a full-time mom and not have a trip on the books. And yeah, everything had changed in every regard. Yeah. And the day that I decided to be a coach um, was the day I was at a meeting. Um, it was a local mom's group in my community. And I didn't even know those things exist- existed in they my do. corporate yes. life. <laughs> <laughs> they're really big, and, actually. <laughs> they're really big. I know, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of things I didn't realize. Um, and I'm sitting at this table and there's about a dozen of us around the table. And yeah. we're kind of sharing who we are and what um, what we're doing and it. I'm telling you, ladies, the group was impressive. It was, yeah. um, there was a neurosurgeon yep. and an attorney yep. Yep. and all the way around the table, women who had run organizations or departments or were doing these incredible things yep. and they all just basically opted out entirely because they couldn't figure out how to do both Yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to help solve for that.
0: Why do you think that is? I just just a sidebar. Cuz you hear that in America all the time like, here I and I lived most of my life in America <clears throat> before coming to Sydney in 2018, and here you'll see women kind of leaving at 3 on a regular basis to work from home so that they can pick their kids up from school. I, like when I was in America, that was almost shamed, you know, when I was yeah. like, I never did that. I used to like have a second job so that I could pay for daycare so that I could stay until whatever hour, mm. you know? And I wonder like if the work culture, you know, all of these really talented women, it's like still hard for them. to, to normalize. Yeah. The child I care think it's leaving.
2: for sure mm. cultural. I think that, um, I think there is an element of if you, you know, if you get home in time to kind of kiss them before they go to sleep, that's, like, acceptable. (laughs) Yeah. And that should not be the baseline standard, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I think there's that. And there's just such an expectation of being on and available. So, you know, I was in an industry where... After work, the work wasn't done. At, yeah. We might all, everyone might leave the office at four thirty or five, but it was like you need to show up at this event or be present for this dinner or whatever. Right. So, yeah. I think I think there's a lot of layers, and I also think that, um, I you know what's funny is I asked I don't know if I've ever been told anyone this. So I asked a lot of the senior female executives at my company while I was pregnant, kind mm-hmm. of how they did it.
0: Yeah,
2: and, um. I almost think that some of the answers that I got were not just here's the best practices, it's here's how it's best for the company. Oh, really? Huh. In the context of how it's best for you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. so I don't I don't even think that they thought that. Um I don't even think they knew to want more because right. it was working for them the way they were doing it. If you yeah, know what I mean.
0: they don't know to want more.
2: Interesting. Okay. So you're around this table with all of
0: these really accomplished women and they're all mums and they are all
2: saying to you what? They're all saying, um, uh, they're all kind of commiserating with, yeah, like I remember when I left corporate or I remember when I gave up my career. I remember when I left or whatever it was. And they're all having the same moment where they felt like they had to stop their career to if they were going to be the kind of mom they wanted to be. Wow. And, like there was no um, option for them to continue. There was no option. There was no, yeah. they tried it and um, it didn't work for whatever reason. And I I think what's kind of depressing about that moment is that they were in such diverse industries, right? right? And they all still had the same pivot point where it just wasn't going to work mm. for them. And um, does that make you angry? uh how does it make you feel I think maybe I was angry at the time yeah I I think you know now I think um I I think I'm angry with um if there was an anger point it was kind of with the like the systemic issues right you know exactly (laughs) that were the underlying causes yeah yeah, um, yeah yeah yeah. I'm not angry with their decisions. I'm not angry with their not. companies, court yeah. cultures, you know, like those kind of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, yeah. why is this and so think, hard? Yeah.
0: Like, why can't it be easier for women or,
2: you know, what yeah, other reasons? And why isn't there more of a, um emphasis on preserving all this talent and wisdom and balance and perspective? Yes.
0: These companies mm. are losing out. You are losing really talented yeah. people if you're not accommodating mothers.
2: You know, I mean, we're seeing that play out in so many issues right now with equality. But oh, when yeah. we have only one voice at the table, we miss out on so much richness. Oh, mm. for sure, for sure.
0: So you are with these women; they're all commiserating, and you decide.
2: I just, I, I come home and I tell my husband, I'm going to help solve for that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take all this leadership and development and management and all this good stuff that I've had all these years,
0: mm-hmm. and.
2: Bringing it to these women who want to lean into motherhood and also want to be wildly successful, I'm mean, gonna help right. them figure out to, how to do it. Right, that's awesome. And I didn't know how to do it. I just had confidence that I could figure out <laughs> how to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. Um, but I think it. Um, I mean that that moment and that conversation and all of that changed everything.
0: Yeah. So you officially, what was your first step to set up your your life and happiness coaching business? Like how'd you find your first client?
2: I enrolled in a ton of um, courses a ton. And I probably overdid it. If anything, I would not recommend that method. Um, (laughs) But I was so just enthusiastic and eager. And um, I thought, okay, you know what I'm going to do is... um, one of the things that I read really early on was this, that whole idea. It's like a Seth Godin thing, I think, or it's, he's a, one of the original guys who said kind of this idea of um, practicing publicly and like doing the thing before you're ready. And I had this, so I wrote down on the top of my notebook, something like, um, if I'm going to call myself a coach, I have to be coaching. Right. Yeah. And so it wasn't just I can't just keep learning about how to build business or how to be an entrepreneur or how to get clients or any of those things. I have to actually coach people. So I took out my phone in a moment of courage and I texted um, 30 people and I said, hey, um, launching my coaching practice would love if you would um, jump on my calendar and let me coach you for free. Can we talk more about it? That's awesome. 17 of the 30 women said yes without asking me what I was coaching on or what I was doing. (laughs) And I was like, okay, (laughs) there's something here, right? Wow. (laughs) It was so validating and it was such a momentum builder. And it just gave me the courage to keep taking those steps. So I didn't, at that time, I wasn't sure how I wanted to coach, what I wanted to coach, you know, what that, my methodology or any of that would look like. Yeah. But I had been a leader for, you know, HBO, I was running a billion dollar account. I had as many as 20 direct reports in any given time I've, I felt like I know how to lead I know how to coach right and I need just need to figure out what my style is going to be and how I want to do this yes and so I just practiced on these women and they were very gracious to let me do that but I kind of found my way and um so I've been in business for two years now and during those two years just um really it's been about refining yeah w- what i do and who i do it for and right. um and
1: what your methods
2: just are learning as all, I all go. that stuff yeah yeah,
1: yeah so good mm. there's something on your website that i love you said that there's a mama mindset can you explain to us what that is
2: yeah so i think for me the mindset piece is just um for most women um, Becoming a mom is like this new, it's kind of like the corporate identity, right? It's this new identity. It gives you this jumping off point to experience the world in a whole new way, right? Mm -hmm. You're in love, you're (laughs) excited, you have all these endorphins, all this good stuff is happening. And then um, you kind of, if if you're in in the place where you're having to choose, you kind of um, almost detach from that emotionally a little bit to... um, I think it's almost self-preservation. It's almost like I can feel myself getting lost in this, and if I fully surrender, I don't know if I can get my old self back. Mm-hmm. And my my theory about that is surrendering is the best part. <laughs> it's the it's the way you get to the other side of it, where you can um, embrace all the gifts that mm-hmm. the lessons of motherhood are giving. Um, but it you really have to let yourself go and kind of. Um, reimagine what how life's going to be going forward now that you're a mom. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful. I think it's such a good idea if you want to go into a new, you know, life coaching or consulting role to have a couple people that you can kind of practice your new skill with who are like, okay, (laughs) you know, like it's such a good idea. Like people, because people are like, oh, how do I find my first client? You know, it's kind of like Anything like your first, um, you know, I'm not a a big fan in dropping your rates, but if you have someone in your life who could use that service, um, you know, having a couple of people be like, okay, you be my you be my guinea pig and I'll coach you for free
2: you know and
0: then i'll learn and yeah. then yeah
2: well and you know i know there's a lot of there's i think a lot there's a lot of um stuff out there about don't do anything for free right you need yeah. to establish from the get go right, that right, you're right. a profitable business and all right. that and i get i get that and i i think i kind of fundamentally understand where you're coming from at the same time um i i didn't know i mean i didn't know I think you can get lost in building a business and having a logo and defining your niche and the perfect headlines and all that kind of stuff if you're just in that space all the time. yeah, That stuff is important to your business, but it's not essential to your business. The essential piece is the service that you're offering. And so rather than refining your fonts and colors, right, your brand board 29 times, you got to be doing the thing that you're ultimately going to get paid for. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I... Could I have charged from the get go? Yes, absolutely. But I um while I had that leadership and the wisdom and the kind of the expertise to charge for, I didn't know what I was promising these women yet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Your you were,
0: yeah. You were refining your product basically. Like yeah. you yeah, absolutely
2: you, your yeah. product
0: or services first. And then your brand, you know, is built on top of that. Like who you're serving absolutely. And, and what you're serving them with. Right. And you were kind right. of and, figuring that and out. And
2: even yeah, even when I started, I thought I was going to basically tell them how to crush their careers and be a great mom and kind of pursue both, you know, full out. And um, what I found was for most moms, I was just helping them be happier and love motherhood more. And then that was kind of the foundation for them, most of them to, to become entrepreneurs. Not always, but most of the time. And I think that was a di- very different thing than I thought I would be doing at the front. Yeah. And that all of that research and practice was essential to kind of figuring that out.
1: And then is that because as an entrepreneur um, or like self-employed business owner, you can fit your motherhood more around your like your, your schedule? Is, is that the reason that you think a lot of women went in that direction rather than going
2: back to corporate? A hundred percent. I think that they, um, I think their priorities changed, but I also think that, um, they had that flexibility and freedom in the entrepreneurship world that, and even if, even if it wasn't ultimately kind of matching in terms of salary and benefits and comp and all that kind of stuff, it, it was the opportunity or the upside was still there and maybe even more than what they had. Mm. Whereas, um, they knew. They knew exactly what they were trading their time for, how much they were trading their time for, and what what those dollars were at the expense of their kids, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's get to the advice section. So okay.
0: we have women who are leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs who listen all over the world, right? So what tips, um, you know, pep talk, Uh, you know, actionable advice would you give them if they're struggling? um, If they're, you know, maybe they're not struggling yet, but maybe they're expecting their first child and they're wanting to set themselves up for success as both a mom and a leader, a female leader. uh, What would you say?
2: Yeah, I think um, right now, right, where. We're um, parenting in pan- in a pandemic. Yes. <laughs> I think there's a lot of reasons to potentially um, be a little freaked out. Yeah, and I would say um, I'm gonna tell- I'm gonna say two things. So the first thing that I'm gonna say is that um, if you're um, if you're a happy mom, and kind of my definition of um, happy mom is the one who um, loves life, and your children experience. Your love of life through you, um, I think that it um, it's such a foundation for um, everything for how you do your business, how you do your marriage, how you do your life, how you make your choices, all of that kind of stuff. But what I would say that's kind of at the more practical side of that is because I was in that position, right? Of I was the primary breadwinner, I was all the source of the benefits, and when you get when you have it, we're in a place where something's going away, you have to close that chapter one way or another, right? So let's choose the graceful way. When yeah. you've done that, um, don't feel like you have to turn around and open the next door and that door be the answer, right? I think so many people who are losing their jobs at this point are probably looking for the exact same title and the exact same industry yeah. to fall into. Mm. And... um you know, there, there's some like logistics, do you have a net or not? That's a certainly, you know, certainly a thing to consider. But I think at this time, it, everyone's going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Everybody knows that what the world is up against. So if you had an urge or an inkling to pursue something different, to become an entrepreneur, to try a different industry, to do the thing that's been calling to you, it is, The absolute best time to just go for it.
0: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Because everything is turning upside down, right? So, like, people are working from home, people are, everybody is, or not everybody, a lot of people, unfortunately, are getting laid off or made redundant in this era. Very talented people in all different industries. So it's not something to be ashamed of. It's something to kind of look at as if that's happening to you or even if it's not happening to you and you just feel like you want to make a dramatic change, you'll be part of, you know, a group of millions of people who are making dramatic changes in their lives. Right. So maybe. Absolutely. And
2: so, so many of those jobs you're talking about are that are going away are not going to come back. Yeah. For one reason or another, consolidation or mergers yeah. or whatever. Right. And I think that um, rather than looking at, I mean, we're seeing it in the in the remote work, the remote schooling and all these various places where there's huge evolutionary leaps forward in business and industry. And I think the same can happen in our own lives. We can just say, look, I I don't want to start here. take 20 steps over here and then get to a lateral move. Right. Mm -hmm. I just want to do this thing that I've always wanted to do. And I'm just going to go for it because I'm going to have to pass this time and it's going to be a hard time no matter what. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I made the move from graphic design to um uh, and just design in general to marketing during the last recession, like really solidified it. You know, I was doing like marketing and design for a while, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it was the best move I could have made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, this is the time to rethink everything, rethink what's in, important to you, rethink know who you are what you want
1: and take it as an opportunity Uh,
0: yeah yeah so for women who are setting up new businesses starting this new thing and want to keep happiness in mind you know you say um, you coach people a lot and happiness in business what is that and what should they keep in mind as they're setting up their new lives
2: yeah, I say, I say happiness is a business strategy. I think okay. you should leave okay. with that. And yes. so um yes. And what and basically what I mean by this is you're um like know your why, but know it at the in a in a way that um, you are you're creating this thing, right? You, this business didn't exist before you. You're creating this brand new thing for whatever reason that you're creating it. And um, it should not only serve your clients, it should be absolutely specifically tailor tailored to you. Yeah. So do I mean work when work when it's easy for you to get in flow. Work when you're at your best. Um, yeah. serve the clients that you want to work with that you would be friends with. You know, do the things that um are good for you and good for your business. Yeah. And it just it changed I mean it changes everything.
0: Yeah. Sometimes we sacrifice who we are or what we believe in for business success or acceptance or, you know, for a client that's paying really well or whatever, what would be your advice there? I mean, how do you, how do people realign their priorities? They might not even realize what's making them unhappy.
2: Yeah. I think that, um, um, particularly if you're at a pivot point where maybe you're leaving a job or a role or a company or industry, whatever, um, I think it's a worthwhile exercise to just sit down and literally take a piece of paper on one side, put everything I love about this job. And on the other side, put everything that makes me crazy about this job. Yeah. Mm. Because here's what's going to happen is as you look into new opportunities, as you start building your business, you're going to lose touch with that stuff really quickly, right? Mm. You're going to be into the new things. Um, You know, it's one of those things you adapt so fast and then maybe you kind of stray from what you're doing or why you're doing it. I yeah. see this a lot where women say, I don't want this corporate life because I don't get time with my kids. And then they jump into entrepreneurship and effectively recreate the same yeah. schedule that they had. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's what they're used <laughs> it to Happens all the time. The yeah. power of habit and power of habit. And yeah. also it's their it's their comfort zone. And right. so, but that, just that little exercise um, can be something that where you refer back to where you say, Oh, you know what? I um always I always had the best results when I worked with these clients. Or I oh I know, like for me, one strategy I know that works for me exceptionally well is I always front load my weeks. Mm-hmm. I come out of the gate. Sunday night I go to bed. Monday morning I wake up. I want to take on the world. Yeah. I do a week's worth of work by Wednesday. And then Thursday and Friday when my enthusiasm is fading. Yeah. It's fine because I don't have my most important work, I've already kind of accomplished my wins for the week. Yeah. Just things That's like cool. that where you, you know, when you know you're at your best, be at your best. Schedule yeah. your meetings then. Schedule your important client calls. Schedule your negotiations then. Do the do the hard work when you feel like you're on fire, yeah. right? Just all those kind of little things that you can do to make your business um, a reflection of you. And I think that helps, too, your potential clients to know they want to work with you because – they get you because your vibe is all over your business. That's awesome advice. That's definitely something that yeah,
1: <laughs> I think it, it works. Yeah. Like, I'm more productive in the mornings, and I definitely feel like that's the time to schedule. Like, yeah, the, yeah, the most important stuff. And there's nothing wrong with oh, taking yeah.
0: Fridays off if you're an entrepreneur. There's nothing wrong with turning your brain off and like giving it a break, you
2: know? Y- I- yeah, you know, I, so right now in the US, um, I'm, Um, remote schooling, three kids um, while I'm running my business. And um, I, I would say almost daily, someone says, okay, how are you doing both? Right. Mm. And I feel like I, this is why I built my business. This is exactly why I built my business so that I could always take care of my family first and um, trust that it's still going to grow, trust that I'm still going to do what I need for it to to build my business as my children grow, yeah. but I, it wasn't a, I didn't have to change or rearrange my business because my business was built with a lot of freedom and a lot of flexibility so that I could prioritize my family first. And I think that's a key thing for, um for women is do the thing that you love, put that, that so back to answer your question about happiness as a business strategy Know what makes you happy, number mm-hmm. one. yeah, And number two, that needs to be the your key metric of success in your business. Yeah. Is, is your business fulfilling on that? And if it is, then everything else is going to work out. Falls into place. Everything. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much, Chrissy. It has been amazing having you on the
2: show um, and it's really inspiring. inspiring. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It was so it was just a really great conversation. You guys made me think about a lot of things I haven't thought about in a few years.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> well, good. Well, you keep going. We'll be rooting you on. And if anybody wants Thank to you. work with you, how do they get a hold of you or find you?
2: Yeah, so my website is christiandres.com. It's in a big overhaul right now. I have kind of four signature, well, three signature programs and a um, one-on-one coaching, all of which are being revamped because because it's time, right? I'm taking it on. Um, But I would say for right now, just do christyandrus.com or um, Instagram is my happy place. And that's at coach for moms. Beautiful. All right,
1: great. Well, you have a good one. Talk soon.
2: Thank you. You too. Okay, bye-bye.
1: This podcast was brought to you by Invoice2Go. We're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere at any location around the globe. And we're helping close the gender-based pay gap. Because the current US gender-based pay gap sits at around 19%, listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast will get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just use the code EMPOWERWOMEN at checkout.